What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Vetter and Adam Ronis. And here we are, Adam, creeping on that trade deadline for MLB. If you are a betting man, Adam, and I know you are, how many home runs would you say Joey Gallo hits for the New York Yankees? Um, I would say... <clears throat> Sorry, the answer is a million. And yeah, anything okay. under that is unacceptable. <laughs> uh yeah the let's see he's gonna i know he doesn't pull the ball a lot that might want to change if you go to yankee stadium you might want to pull the ball a little more as a lefty Oof, i don't know yeah he's uh he's pretty much a spray to all fields isn't he yeah yeah you know right i don't know you see that right take advantage of that short porch (laughs) yeah you see that and you might go okay yeah let's pull a little bit more uh cue all the jerry callow jokes from my cousin Vinny, uh and all that stuff there um does the but does the bat save the yankees adam i mean let's let's be realistic here we've actually seen a couple of trades go by um in mlb uh even just earlier today eduardo escobar he gets traded to uh to the brewers you know, you see the action that that's going on with the the NL the AL West, right? You got you got Oakland, you got Seattle and Houston, and it's uh, it's it's crazy. And so they're wheeling and dealing there. So I mean, with all the problems that the Yankees have had, I don't know if Joey Gallo helps that. Yeah, I don't know if it puts them over the top, but again, it's a step in the right direction. Maybe they have some other moves coming, but they definitely need something on this team. For sure. And, you know, you get a bat like Gallo, he walks, he gets on base and that lefty with that short right field porch doesn't need to do much to get it out. So it's a step in the right direction. You know, they weren't one piece away from curing everything. No, not even close. Not even close. I mean, please, the pitching issues that we got to deal with also. Um, so it's an improvement. What do you think of what's going on in the West? Well, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good move for the A's getting Stalin Marte. Uh, I know they had to give up Jesus Lazardo, but you've got to give up something. I know Marte's a free agent at the end of the year, uh, but Lazardo wasn't going to do anything for them this year. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, you know, he came in relief, sucked. He was in the minor leagues. He's a good young arm. It makes sense for the Marlins. I mean, you're not going to resign Marte, and you get a young left-hander who was considered one of the top prospects. Uh, for a couple of years now. So definitely made sense. And, you know, if you're the A's, you're making a push to to get better now. So I understand it from both sides. I definitely understand it from both sides. And, you know, the Marlins, I mean, this is what the Marlins need to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I think getting an arm like Lizardo is fantastic. Yeah, he sucked this year, but uh, there's, there is, there's so much potential there. And when you think about it, when you look at that Marlins rotation now, like imagine 2022, Adam, you've got Lizardo, Alcantara, Trevor Rogers, uh, Sixto Sanchez, uh, Pablo Lopez. I mean, that's that, that's a ridiculous one through five. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I thought it was really good coming into this year, and obviously it didn't work out. I mean, Sixto got hurt. Um, the other guys have not really gotten run support. That's been the biggest problem. I mean, Rogers has been excellent. Lopez has been good. Alcantara has been good. So they have the arms. Uh they need some offense, man, to support them because I have Alcantara in a lot of games. He just gets no run support, and it's hard for him to win. Even Trevor Rogers, uh, 
I think Trevor Rogers actually hasn't won in a while because I was looking at one of my leagues and I remember I was up there and wins and I'm like, damn, it feels like I haven't gotten a win in like months because all of a sudden I'm near the bottom now. And uh, Trevor Rogers just uh, not getting run support. Uh, let me see. When's the last? I don't even know what the last time he won a game was. It was uh, I still had him in my uh, my fantasy. Remember, I traded Rogers for Aaron oh, Judge. June 10th yep. it was the last time he got a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, listen, one, he has one win since May 19th. Dude, it's the Marlins. What were you expecting? But I'm saying like you keep you said, oh, look at their rotation. OK, it's been good. What has it gotten them? Nothing. Well, I mean, it goes from really good to phenomenal now. And what all they need to do is focus, uh, spend a little money in free agency, get a couple of hitters on that team. Right. I mean, come on. You get yourself but like, uh, you know, like what? But they, but they didn't do it this year. No, they didn't do it this year. I think this was you know, listen coming off a of COVID year, the shortened season. Uh, I don't think anybody was like prepared to do anything, you know, absolutely crazy, unless you thought you were genuinely going to win the World Series. And as good as the uh, the the prospects are in the you know in that Miami rotation, they knew they weren't competing. They knew it. I mean, it was you know so. But now when you look at it and you see how uh, how open this division is and you've got this as your starting five, go put a little go put a little money into some offense and see what happens. Right. Get like, you know, three really good guys um, and uh, and see what happens. See what develops. Right. Resign Starling Marte if you want to. It's a free agent after the season. Right. So I think that there's some some interesting things brewing in Miami again. And the best part is, is that it's not like, you know, what, 2001 when, you know, when they win the whole thing and then they uh, and then they just sell off the entire team. Like, I don't think it's like that. I think this is like this is, you know, Jeter building a, a dynasty team. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we've seen we've kind of been through this before where you look at teams and you go, oh, look at that good starting young pitching. And a lot of times it doesn't pan out. Injuries are a big factor. You remember the big three for the Mets? How did that work out? Well, you know, I mean, listen, the Mets traditionally suck when it comes to their training staff and medical team. They're terrible. They've always been terrible. But yes, Pulsifer, Isringhausen, and Paul Wilson, that was the big three, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it really hurts. So that's what it is, man. Like you've seen the great rotation potential and you've seen the hype machine with all of that and you watch it happen when you're with your own team and, and everybody sucked. And now you've got a division rival who's got a phenomenal one through five right now in their I rotation. Mean, we don't even need to go far back. Look at the Braves. Remember all oh, the Braves have all this good young pitching coming up. Where is it, bro? They're hurt or they're not good. Are you referring to the current crew of like Tuki Toussaint? All of these guys. I mean, Tuki at least has been good. I wrote about him today in the Ronas bonus. I picked him up over the weekend. I mean, it's only two starts, but the biggest problem for him was command and walks. And he has two walks in 13 innings against the Padres, who are really good in the Phillies. So um, I don't know if he's turning the corner. Like I wrote in there, it's only two starts. But I, when you're looking for pitching in deeper leagues this late, I added him in TGFBI, my home league. Um, Stu, uh, I. I, I, can you I, maybe you could help me with something here? RT Sports, right? You play in there for labor. So when you put guys on the injured list, it leaves an open spot. Why doesn't it allow you to get everyone you want? So, for example, right, 
I had two open spots due to injuries, and then I wanted to drop a third player. So I put in three different claims lists. Every time this happens, it doesn't give me the third one. Yeah, I would. I ran into an issue with that also. I did. Do you know, how, actually, do you know, do you know what the, how to solve it? I think. I think they told me that you can't just like you know, you just leave the use the same guy that you're dropping for each one of those things. I think maybe that was no, that wasn't it. No, because that wouldn't make sense. Because you yeah. would not. It would say you no longer have him on the roster and wouldn't. Uh, uh, makes it go through, right? Maybe, maybe you you do the the drop the, the the add the player with the drop first, so it clears that roster move out there, and then you do the other two without drops. I'm maybe that's sure. what it is. I think okay. I see. I tried doing that, and then it wouldn't push that one up to the top. So you have to re- so you have to redo it all and delete it, and then. Or because or the other times what happens is it'll say, oh, you don't you have open roster press, so you don't need to drop that player and it pushes it up. But it never gives you the third because the bottom line, what I'm trying to say is I wanted Tukey in labor too. no one added him and I would have gotten him. And now I I'm stuck with the player I wanted to drop. Um, but no, I mean, I, look, I love the Marlins young pitching. Don't get me wrong. I said this year I love them. Trevor Rogers was someone I wanted every league. I wanted Alcantara. I wanted Lopez. Six, though, was more expensive, so I only got him in labor because it was an auction for $2 or something or one, so he wasn't overpriced there. But, yeah, I mean, they have good arms, but they did this year, and it's resulted in nothing. So, yes, and we still need to see Lazardo be good. You know, he hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy, and he hasn't shown the ability to pitch well. And I was someone who drafted him one league this year, and obviously got burned by him, but, you know – you know, you never give up on a young arm like that, but there's still questions with him and, and six those health. I'm still stuck on the irony behind Adam getting no Tukey. I got him in two leagues, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm using Tukey as a word for something else. Yeah, I know. No, I'm getting did, it. Did you? Uh, yeah, I'm getting it. Because that was actually something that, like, you know, like people said at one point when I was growing up, they called it that. They called it Tukey. Well, and I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so when I heard when I heard Tukey Two say it, I was like, well, now the, isn't that just the greatest baseball name ever? <laughs> you don't share my joy in this, okay? No, I don't. Right. You're because you're pissed off that you guys are going to finish behind the fucking Marlins now for the next five years. No, I'm not worried about that, bro. Yeah, you are. Yeah, they've had great pit too. I think weren't they one of the last teams to like basically not go through all their five starters? I think for a long time, like they didn't have all five guys went through the rotation until recently. Obviously, Trevor Rogers going on the IL. Lopez. Well, actually, Lopez went on the IL first. It was Lopez, then Rogers. Rogers landed on the IL. I don't remember. Yeah, he did back spasms. He got he was supposed to start on Saturday. I think it was Saturday, his second start against the Padres, and they put him on the IL. So I immediately texted Mitch, like, hey, is this an innings limit or a real back issue? He's like, let me find out. And then he tweeted out yesterday or the day before that uh he's gonna attempt to throw a bullpen session one of these days. Uh, but he said it wasn't an innings concern. Cause I thought, like, all right, you know they're gonna watch his innings. That's the biggest problem. With him, and we knew it when we drafted him. Like, if the Marlins were not in contention, there's no need to push him. 
No, there's definitely no reason to push him. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've talked about that with a number of young players right now, especially with, you know, the whole, uh, the, the number of innings throwing from year to year. So, yeah, there are a lot of guys who I think are going to be held back. That's why I feel like there's going to be, like, contending teams are going to be shooting for, like, as many veteran arms as they can. Just guys who they're like, you know, uh, if, if we break them, we break them. But... You know, these are guys that we don't have to worry about monitoring their uh, their their innings. So I think we'll have to see. Or they'll just stockpile the bullpen. You know, you're just get as many arms in the bullpen. I mean, Houston's kind of doing that right now. Houston is definitely doing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, after Luis Garcia's performance the other night, I mean, can you blame him? Well, I think he might be a guy that is out of the rotation soon. They could put uh, Christian Javier back in there. I would love to see that. I actually have Javier. I, I've had Javier in a, in a league that does saves and holds. Um, and I've just, I've left him in there uh, all season long. I haven't moved him at all um, because I, I like, you you know, what he does as a reliever too. And he helps out. He definitely helps out a lot. If he goes into the rotation, that's even better for me. Yeah, I drafted him in tout, and I never cut him. I've just left him on the bench because I think he'll be back in the rotation soon, and then I just acquired him in a deal as well. Uh, either way, even if he stays, like you said, in the bullpen, I'd be okay with it, um, you know, multiple innings. I know he didn't pitch well today, but I think there is a chance he could go back in the rotation. Okay. All right, now let me get the uh, the Mets fan perspective on uh, on Carlos Carrasco. I've always been a huge Carrasco fan, going back to his minor leagues days with Philly, and it took a while for him to get going. But look, I don't expect him to throw much in his first start because uh, he's only made what I think three rehab starts. His last one was Sunday. He only went three innings. So at this point, I don't care. Uh, I don't want to watch Ikoff anymore, and they did designate for him assignment. So I'd rather Carrasco come up and throw out three, four innings at the major league level. Mm-hmm. So, but I do expect him to be good in the second half or the rest of the way. So I'm happy that it looks like he's starting Friday. I don't know if that's official yet, uh, but I did see that it looks like they're going to have him go Friday. So yeah, I'm I'm happy he's back, and it might only be three, four innings, and it, it might be slowly building him up. But uh, I think it's time to to push him up in the majors. If he can throw three innings in the minor leagues, why not do it at the majors? I uh, I just traded for him. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would have done the same. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I gave up. All I gave up was Jonathan India, who's been really good. He's yeah. been really good. Yeah, but I am actually overloaded with second and third basemen. As much as I love India, I've got plenty of guys. You know, my you know, I, I, my my corner infield, my first baseman is uh, is Vladimir Guerrero, right? He's okay. My corner infielder is Matt Olson. Um, and then I have like like. Where is it? I had India. I had France. I had. You got every country. <laughs> where's Where's Kenya and Nigeria? I don't hear them. They're They're all, They're all beating up the Team USA basketball team right now. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. Wait, I got to go to this league now and find out. 
can't remember. I was just so overloaded with guys that I was like, ah, I've got plenty here. Oh, yeah, I got, sorry, Mankata. I got Mankata at third, and I was, you know, using India at second, and I have Thai France as well. Um, so I was like, you know what? This is actually a deal I can make. Just kind of open things up a little bit more for me. Yeah, look, as long as he's healthy, I think he should be pretty good. It's a good pitcher's park, uh, as we see. Um, and he should be fresh, you know, uh, and should be able to go max in the final couple months. It might take a couple starts to build him up, but, uh, yeah, I expect him to be good. And I'm hoping that it actually turns out to be a good thing for the Mets because if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that they'd be – here late July with this record with all the injuries they have, like, nah, no chance. So they've been fortunate that the pitching is held up and hopefully getting Carrasco back will help. And DeGrom, I think, throwing a bullpen on Thursday. So cross our fingers, hope that goes well. Yeah. Wow. You're telling me, dude. You're telling me. Fucking DeGrom. Oh my God. Don't get me. You know what? I've had a hard enough day as it was, Adam. I'm not going to let you get to me here with that. I'll tell you what. You know what? We're we're going to um, we're gonna we're gonna thank our sponsors. We're going to keep the lights on when we come back. Let's uh, let's update our Razbol teams again. Uh, we'll keep you guys up to date on all the trade stuff that goes on uh, in MLB. We'll give you our analysis each day. Uh, you got it, Joey Gallo and Eduardo Escobar today, and. We'll carry you through the rest of it, but let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with a little bit of fantasy football talk. So, Adam, my Rasbol draft has turned to absolute crap, like garbage. Like I haven't made a pick today. Um, neither have I. Wait, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I made my picks. During this show yesterday with John, and we did the podcast after. So yeah, I have not made a pick today either. I am on deck. So, uh, but it feels and this guy shows that he's been in the room since uh, he was on the clock, and uh, almost an hour and, and a half has passed. He hasn't made a pick. So I don't know if he's he heard me on this podcast or on the radio killing him um, for timing out, and maybe he's just on station of the clock. My friend called me today. He's like, dude, I was laughing listening to you about the 158 a.m. and making your two quick picks. He's like, but that was the right thing to do. It was totally the right thing to do. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't do it intentionally. I was making my picks anyway. It was one. It doesn't matter what time. Look, if you time out at 158 a.m., more than likely you're not picking that night. So I could have waited an hour, two hours. The bottom line is I wasn't going to go, oh, I'm on the clock. Time to go to sleep. I didn't do it like to be a dick. I was making my picks anyway, and I knew that he was going to auto. So I'm like, all right, he's screwed either way. Am I supposed to wait up for him? Like, you know what? Uh, let me wait a couple more hours. Maybe he'll come into the room. No, he just had four <laughs> hours. It's like, I didn't do anything wrong. And like, I, I don't know. You should, you can't be mad at me. He had fucking four hours to pick and you didn't come in the room. You know, I would love it. If he heard you, that would be funny. Right. <laughs> and even if he's making me wait now, I don't give a shit. Go ahead. Drain the clock. I'll, I'm going to be awake. I'm going to make my picks in two and a half hours then. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I th- don't phase me, man. I hope he <laughs> times out. Let me see if he times out. Who's next? Is it Ronald Jones? 
Uh, let's see. Ronald Jones. Yeah, timeout, baby. Take Ronald Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I like. I, I actually, it's it's funny. I wasn't really paying much attention to it until I was doing the alarm show, and you know, Jim asked me how my Rasbol team was doing. I was like, you know. Dude, I haven't made a single pick <laughs> all day today. And you picked 10, right? So you're on the end still, but it still doesn't, you know, you would think you would make picks. But, yeah, I thought my draft, my draft is still behind yours, though. So you're in round seven or eight? No, I'm in nine. Oh, and nine. Dude, we're in round six. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's much worse. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, I don't know. It's just like yeah, maybe everybody thought they were going too quickly. And and so they they just like slowed it down all of a sudden. I mean, but... are they? I don't even know. And I'm being, are they like milking this because training camps in the way and injuries and COVID? I mean, I don't think so. But you start to wonder that. Oh, I, I definitely think there are people who do that, and they're, they're the first ones when somebody starts bitching about a slow draft. You know, they're the first ones to be like, listen, a lot of things could change with training camp. I. I should be allowed if I'm if, if I'm allowed four hours on the clock, I should be able to use them and get the most current information possible. Like that's their defense. I mean, I can't I can't argue with them about it because, you know, it's you know, here you go. This is this is one of the unwritten rules of fantasy drafting. We can shit all over the unwritten rules for Major League Baseball all we want. But now we're sitting here and it's like. You know, it's just a dick move to sit there and just eat the whole fucking clock for your pick. But, you know, that's especially now. I mean, we're talking. That's what they're allowed to do. That's you signed up for it, man. But we're recording at 830 p.m. Eastern. Pretty isn't every practice done. I mean, it's, it's all in the early in the morning, even on the West Coast. They're done by now, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that popped up. In the last hour, is Dak Prescott had an MRI on his shoulder? Um, already, already taken. He's already drafted. So you got well, my and well, I was ready. To, I was so again. The same thing happened. I think I told you, CD Lamb was about to fall to me around four, and he went three picks before me. Same thing this round. I looked at the quarterbacks, and I was like, all right, you know, if one of those top quarterbacks come back to me, I'm taking him. Lamar Jackson went six two. Rodgers went six three. Murray went 6'6", six, six, and I'm like, all right, if Dak comes to me, I'm taking him. And the same guy who took C.D. Lamb took Dak Prescott three picks before me. I like his team so far. He's got – and he's got a Cowboys stack too. He's got Zeke, Jefferson, A-Rob, Lamb, Pitts, and Dak. Well, that's a good team. It is, man. You know, because, again, there's some shitty drafters in mind. So he's one of them that have been taking advantage and scooping it up. There's <laughs> not <laughs> – Nothing worse than that, right? Yeah. Nothing worse than that. It sucks because if I, I – I don't know. It doesn't make – if you know you're in a bad draft, would you, you'd probably rather be in the middle, right, as opposed to the end? Or do you think it makes a difference? Um, I don't think it makes a difference. You're in a shitty situation, all, you know, no matter what. Yeah. You know, I mean, because so like there's somebody – you know, I mean, you you you, don't, you you can't sit there and say, you well, know, this guy's a shitty drafter and, he, you know, Knowing where he is on the end, I mean, it's uh, who knows where he's at, right? The shitty yeah. drafter, you and and if you're going to have multiple shitty drafters, I mean, I guess if you're going to have a shitty drafter, you just want him to be right next to you. Yeah, that's true. Like the the dude whose team you just rattled off, how shitty are the teams on the opposite sides of him? Um, 
No, let me see. The team three, not bad. Team five is not bad. I don't like the roster construction. They went tight end quarterback in the first five rounds. I usually don't like that. Um, it usually doesn't work out well, but uh, we'll see. It's 20 rounds. It's best ball for the first nine. So not really. Uh, I think it was just a bunch of teams that just, again, Hawkinson in round three, bro. This is not tight end premium. Like, I, I love, and I like TJ Axe round three, one pick after Kittle. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that, you know, and again, that's, that's the funny thing, too, is that, you know, everybody who's drafting, I think the, the Warrior Bowl, are you in the Warrior Bowl? No. I'm not either. I'm wondering if the Warrior Bowl is tight end premium also. Because, you know, I mean, Scott Fishbowl's tight end premium. If the Warrior Bowl is, everybody's talking about other drafts. That stupid draft that uh, the Independence Day Invitational is a two tight end league. Been talking about that a bunch. So maybe just everybody just assumes that all of these big tournaments are tight end premium. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes back to knowing your league rules and scoring system or guys just maybe he's from Detroit, loves Hawkinson. I don't know, but I was just surprised to see him go there. <laughs> maybe he's from Detroit. Oh, man. So, yeah, all right. So your team is is what do you got again? Uh, yeah, picking from the one, I got McCaffrey, Edwards Hilaire, A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you right. got? I got well, my quarterback is uh, is Murray. I got Gibson, Edwards, Alaire, and Miles Sanders. I got uh, Andrews at tight end. I got uh, Beckham, Gallup, Mike Williams at wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, you went heavy running back. I remember you got the quarterback early. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I was gonna do it. I was ready. See the for me, I like I can't I, I couldn't take one of those Q, QBs on the four or five turn. I mean, you could justify it because only Mahomes was off the board, but I'm not taking Josh Allen there with some of those receivers on the board. So I said, if one of those top quarterbacks makes it back, I'll take them. But uh, they're not. They're seven off the board now. So I don't think I I'm even going to take one on the six seven turn. To me, it's just they're not worth it. Like I figure there might be a good one on the on the eight nine, um, but I can't do it here. I just don't think any one of those are worth it. Once Dak went off the board, I'm like, I'm out of the QB market. Yeah, well, I mean, and and see, and that's the smart move, right? You know, I mean, if you, if you're not going to get one of those those top guys, and that's you know, I grabbed Murray because I made that conscious decision that this is what I was going to do for this league here, and and that was that. So you know, I grabbed Murray, but if I passed on that, let's say I took Ceedee Lamb or Chris Godwin there, all right, and then all of a sudden, like Murray, Allen. Lamar, Dak, if those guys all came off the board, um, you know, I wouldn't have gone back to, you know, the quarterback situation. I, you know, I probably would have waited uh, another round or two and and see if I could snag like Herbert. Yeah, uh, actually, Herbert's still there for me. Oh, I mean, see. Yeah, there I don't know go. if the, I don't know if the guy in front of me is going to take him, but. Build that Chargers stack, baby. Little Justin Herbert with Mike Williams and Jared Cook. Yeah, well, that's if you get those guys, and it's hard to do it when you're picking one. I mean, it's unless I'm Herbert Williams here, and I don't want to do that. 
I mean, let's see. I mean, my stacks are still alive, uh, except Russell Wilson, because he's gone and I have Lockett. So I still got it's possible. Got some stacking possibilities here. Stacking possibilities. I'm trying to remember the year that I finished top five. Did I I think I did? I think I had Godwin and Winston. I'm pretty sure I had Godwin that year because I was all over Godwin and I had Winston that year. I'm pretty sure I had those two. I, I might have had. I think I had OJ Howard too. I think he didn't do anything, but shocker, <laughs> shocker there. OJ Howard not delivering. Um, all right, let me ask you a question. And then I gotta, you know, we, we we got a jet again tonight, and sorry about that. Um, so in the ninth round, second pick of the ninth round in my draft, Adam, Deshaun Watson. Mm, so this is what because he's a training camp. So. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's ninth round, QB 10 off the board right there. Wow. I guess someone is just like, oh, he's in camp. He's going to play. We don't even know. They were using him, what, like in defensive back? Like, what are they doing? Like, I don't know. This whole situation is so weird, man. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously showing up because he doesn't want to get fined. But I don't know. It's such a weird situation. Like, no one really knows. He could play. He could be suspended eight games. He could be traded. I just it's tough to know what's going on. And when when you don't know something, you don't want to take. A, I mean, people are oh, 10th round. This is I don't know. I guess you do have the waiver wire, but still you're investing a pretty high pick. QB 10. Why? Like, again, a couple of rounds later as your backup, you want to take the chance. It's best ball. You can take a third. There's waivers for the first nine weeks. OK, but why would you take him as your first QB? Right. And the 10th QB off the board. I am the in the exact same boat, man. I said the exact same thing. You know, you want to take him in the later rounds, grab him as a, like a second or a third QB. OK, fine. Do it. Enjoy. But I mean, to use that kind of capital on a guy who might not play uh, a single down, then, you know, I, you know, is that is that really something that you want to do? Is it? I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like it, it's a it's a mistake. I feel like it's a mistake. So, yeah. oh, I mean, look, if he plays the whole season, then it won't be. But again, it's easy to look after the fact and be like, oh, see, I told you it was the right move. No, we're making the judgment at the time with the information we know. And right now there's no clarity at all. None, none whatsoever. And and there's a lot of suspicion being raised about a lot of shit going on in the whole thing. So, um, yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Adam, where should I go for my next pick when it does eventually come? You like Marquise Brown, T.Y. Hilton, um, Nicole Hardman, Denzel Mims, Randall Cobb, Traquan Smith. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, the one name that stood out to me is Hollywood Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, a little piece of Hollywood in here. I feel like it's uh, it's something I need to do. And uh, you know, I wish. Uh, well, unfortunately, I don't have the uh, the Lamar Jackson stack there, right? Yeah. But Hollywood and Andrews on the same team here, and I don't have Lamar. What are, is that? Is that wise, Adam? Is that wise? Yeah, look, you can't stack everything as much as we want to in a tournament. Um, it just has to fit together organically and sometimes it doesn't like yeah no late round zach late round's gonna be zach wilson 
Tevin Coleman. Well, that's if he ever reports. And Denzel Mims. You got to be concerned as a Jeff fan that Zach Wilson hasn't signed yet, right? Yeah. It's yeah, you stupid. do. What are they doing, man? Like, I don't you know draft what the they're guy doing. Two. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. He's 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 pissing him on about some offset language there, and they're talking about trying to hold his uh, signing, deferring his signing bonus to twenty twenty two. I'm like, why are we fucking doing this? Why are we playing games like this? Utterly, utterly redonkulous. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. But I can't get into it right now. Adam, I've got to get on out of here. You've got to get on out of here. We've got to get on out of here. So I'm going to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, and Adam and I will definitely be back tomorrow when we got plenty more time there. So... Uh, thanks for tuning in here to Annie Up. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.